So it was a thing that she liked that other people would watch us having oh. sex. And then I was like, oh shit, there's actually people watching us. And I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, I don't really want that. So I started screaming at the people and barking at them for some barking? reason. Barking? Yeah, like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fuckboys in Recovery, episode six with Mathes. Woohoo. Yes. Woohoo. Quickest introduction ever. Mathes yes. is dating coach for women, mm -hmm. has helped approximately 6,000 women, but that's a guess. <laughs> yeah. Online, way more, but. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot. But you've also coached men. We've coached men together. So now the viewer knows that you got mad game for men and women. That's how I got to know you, man. You're the goat of texting. You introduced me to the hell stuff. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, uh, yeah. Well, that's a funny it's way to start the podcast. Yeah. But I, I, so I forget a lot of things, but it's crazy because you are top three most famous dating coaches in the Dutch speaking countries. That's what I would say. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's funny. Once upon a time, you're like, hey, Louis, give me your phone. And then you would go through my Tinder and just look at it for hours yep. and, and fucking study the shit out of it. Pattern recognition, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah. And then X time later, I don't know how many months, suddenly you're like killing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun, man, because I, I hated text game. I never did it. I remember a friend of mine came up to me in high school, like, look at this shit, Tinder. And I was like, fuck that. I'm dyslectic and all that stuff. So I was like, fuck that. <laughs> but then I saw you having fun, actually, in the conversations. And the vibe was so great. I was like, holy shit. This is actually how my real conversations feel like. And yeah. then I was like, ah, okay. Apparently, the principles are the same. You can just get it on online dating as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, good yeah, yeah that's a good thing. That's like... Wow, it's a very abstract tip, but for any guy listening, if you want to have better results on online dating, you need to try to make it as fun as your conversations with your homies in real life, kind of, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's a topic for another time. Now you've coached a bunch of women. You are the biggest dating coach for women in the Netherlands, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I became that this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this year? Hey, yeah. brofist. Thanks, man. Yeah, and you just launched a big new course, but we're not going to talk too much about this. No. I'm just more interested in... Uh, your degenerate stories, because that's what this podcast is about, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the funniest thing ever. Like, now I'm on the side of the women actually, like, helping them to to, to screen the guys like myself back in the days out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's great because now you know how to do it. You know, like, all right, those bastards are saying this and this. Well, this, this is how you interpret it and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny because you once made a video on your Dutch channel like, hey, be careful for the narcissistic guy. <laughs> and then uh, as a joke, well, I'm hoping it's a joke. You're like, hey, Louis, can you play this small sketch in my video? Here's this narcissistic guy saying this and this and this. And I'm like acting it in front of the cam. Yeah. And then you put my face on the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. No, but you got a healthy uh, attachment style. Louis. We, we, we know that. So True. That's all, that's all Secure. Right. I already said in another podcast. That, you know, so that, yeah, let them know. Let them know. But uh, degenerate stories. Hmm. We have a lot. Uh, for me, already a few come to mind. But we don't have to specifically go say a bunch of stories. But I don't okay. know. Well, because I know you from your wildest days, I assume. <laughs> the listener probably doesn't know too much about you besides uh, selects few. But um, now you're in a relationship, open relationship. Yep. But you're like, I think you're in, in the right place on this podcast, right? Because... 
you're uh, in recovery or maybe even fully recovered? I maybe came out of recovery already, man. Like back in the world again. What do you mean? Like, you know, when you're in recovery, oh. you know, you're in there. You try yeah, to yeah. get off that shit. And then yeah, at one yeah, point yeah. you need to be out there again and see all the drinks and all the drugs again and then resist it or take it just a little, you know, just, just a little, little bit. Like, little, yeah. yeah, like just the right amount. But then lose yourself in it. And I think I'm in that stage right now, actually. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah. I met my girlfriend on the same day. I think I met you, actually, because I think you and, my, and I actually went to the same uh, training from the company we, we got to know each other from. It was in Amsterdam. Was it like nine. a coaching mastery day? No, no, no. It was like a boot camp. Oh. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. I, I think, but that I remember because that's the night I met my girlfriend mm. in the club, drunk as fuck. And a friend of mine who organized a party. And after the boot camp, I went to the party. And then, like, like the last five minutes, I met my girl during the night. And my whole career as a dating coach went parallel with my relationship with. You know, in the beginnings was, uh, as you can understand, quite fucked up sometimes. But yeah, uh, same, same for me. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's how it all started back in the days. Um, yeah, I remember you told me the story once. Um, you were blackout drunk, and it's sort of it's like one of these things that starts as a one night adventure. You're not thinking about anything, and you think like, oh, this was it, and then it's like, oh, wait, it wasn't not it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was fun. It was a lot of it was a lot of good stuff back then. Remember, uh, when you're starting out as a dating coach, we were probably like every fucking weekend in clubs, um, seducing girls ourselves and helping guys to do it. We went to a lot of cities in Europe to teach the, the trainings, the boot camps, and all that stuff. And at the same time, if you try to build a relationship, even if it's open, you and you have like set boundaries that are a lot more open than monogamous relationships, then still. You try to push them, and that's where, uh, yeah, like a lot of shit happened. I remember, like, the biggest crisis I had, and uh, that is making me realize, like, do I want to live this lifestyle for a longer time, was um, I was coaching one day, and I remember that I had, uh, like, a few hours off between coaching sessions during the day. Mm. Um, texted this girl. She came over to my house. We had sex. She left again, and I went on to coach again. But then... The big problem was that uh, my girlfriend apparently was like, hey, I'm going to sleep at Matthijs' place tonight. So she came in while I was coaching already, walked into my room, smelled the smell of sex and latex of a condom. This was in, in <coughs> Amsterdam then? Yeah, it was in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. In my mind, we were in Barcelona. Okay, makes sense. Uh, yeah, no. And, uh, and that was the, the time that I was like, she called me up like, hey, you know, do you have sex? And I was like... Uh, literally coaching guys it was like in between they were talking to oh, some girls shit. so i could pick up the phone I was like you know when she calls i pick up and i was like uh, uh you know like fuck <laughs> and then just like don't lie to me like you know if shit happens it happens but don't fucking lie to me and yeah. you know that went the whole thing and actually that moment you know our relationship was like on a very tiny bit just yeah. from getting destroyed and that literally shook my whole perspective actually because um i think you can still be quote unquote fuck boy have sex with a lot of people and live like an honest lifestyle and that's yeah. what i'm trying to do i think you're doing it yeah. yeah i think you know back then it was like because i i, I recovered how do you say that like yeah, I, I, f I found a lot of beliefs about truth yeah. honesty and all those things and how they match with the results you want to get with girls that were not com not compatible you know and yeah uh, that was the moment for me like okay fuck that shit i want to live with like 
very honest life and at the same time have as many girls as I want. Let's see. And let's start this adventure. And that's uh, how the recovery started. <laughs> yeah. No, that's inspiring because um, how long have you known each other? Seven years. Yeah, something yeah. like that, seven years. And I know there's been like more than one crisis. But you're one yeah. of these guys that always comes out stronger and you guys learn stuff and then you move on. I think it's really cool because there's yeah. a lot of people also in open relationships, but they're not communicating very strongly and it's kind yeah. of a, it's a big mess. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, one story that keeps popping in my mind the whole time. I think this is the wildest story that you and I and Coach Dan <laughs> share. But maybe we should save that because I want to do a podcast with you and Dan at the same time. Oh, yes. Then we actually should save it because that's a great story with, with Dan involved. Because then he can tell his point of view of the story as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about the same one, right? With yeah, the sheets. Yeah, in Barcelona, man. Yeah. yeah. For for the viewer, I'm going to do a podcast very uh, as fast as possible after this one where Dan and Matez and I were in a a bit of an ad a, a one week adventure together and it <laughs> resulted in us getting the worst Airbnb review that you can ever have <laughs> because we did one too many disgusting things actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, can you tell me like a crazy maybe dating or random drunk story that mm. first or the second one that comes to mind? If I already know it, great. If I don't know yet, even greater. Bam, yeah, so many pop that pop up. But <laughs> for some reason, Gent pops up with Gentse Feeste. Oh, I was there. It was in city. my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, not, it was another time. I was there actually. I remember just, I don't know. I just remember <laughs> getting super fucking drunk as well. Um, we went out Gentse Feeste. That's like for people who don't know, it's 10 days, I believe, of straight partying, drinking nonstop. It's, it's yeah. fucking crazy, especially people that live there. They go nuts. Yeah. And, and I lived there for 14 years. I know the thing very well. I'll quickly sketch it. It's yeah. 10 day festival. I think it's the second biggest European open air cultural, in between quotation marks, festival yeah. in Europe. Um, I think uh, Oktoberfest in Germany is bigger. I may be wrong. If so, correct me. But that's crazy because some people, mainly some of the locals, they go hardcore and they try to do all 10 days. Yeah. That's insane. I've never managed. I think my record of going hard is like five, six days. Yeah. But it's, well, you've been there more than once, right? Yeah, a couple of times. I don't oh. remember how much, but. Well, it's, it's insane. Yeah, but I was just for a weekend. I was like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm out again, you know. Yeah. But it's great because people are partying on the streets. Every, everybody's lit. The clubs are lit. And then you go out and you meet so many girls. There's, 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 they're literally everywhere. And <laughs> I remember I was just, of course, so drunk and then met this one girl. Huge fake titties. We went out of the club. We went to some alley just to um, to discuss life. And while we're discussing life there in the alley, uh, I remember <laughs> like people just started walking by, um, but I didn't notice. And apparently she did, and it was a big turn on for her. So it was a thing that she liked that other people would watch us having oh. sex. And then I was like, oh shit, there's actually people watching us. And I was like, ah, fuck, ah. And just like, it's like a website in Holland called Dumpert. And it's like, 
Yeah. You know, I don't know what the English version of that would be, but it's just like videos of people doing dumb shit, basically. Yeah. And yeah. all that kind of stuff. And like, ah, fuck. Like, this girl was, was really fucking hot. I was totally into it. But then I was like, I might get up and end up on yeah. that website. People may be filming us and throwing in a line somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's one of those moments that I was like, yeah, I don't really want that. So I start screaming at the people and barking at them for some barking? reason. Barking? Yeah, like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Just what the fuck, fuck do you bark? <laughs> yeah, I was really drunk, man. And I thought it was funny. She, she laughed as well, actually. It was really funny. But uh, Did they leave? They did leave, yeah. Because like, they were like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this guy doing here? Yeah, but... but yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah, but I just didn't want to end up with the video on the internet. It's better to have the story on the internet without the images, you know? So Yeah, this was happening right but now. But it's a small story that popped up because I think I'm talking to you and then Gent just... That storyline popped up. Uh, I have a similar one. Jens Feste, so same festival. Yeah. And I was with two friends. And um, I introduced my buddies to some girls that I knew. And then blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone's drunk. They start talking to their friend and so on and so on. And suddenly my two friends run off with one girl. And I know something crazy is going to happen. But I'm still talking to someone I know. And I remember this specific year of the Jens Feste. I was, I, I made a vow to one girl that I wouldn't do anything with anyone and wait until she was back into the country. <laughs> so I'm not doing anything, but I see my buddies going off. I was like, fuck, I kind of don't want to miss the adventure either. <laughs> so I sprint down the street and I see where they're going and they sneak into like a little, I think it was a school playground and there's no one there and they start undressing and uh, doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and I climbed on the wall and I'm just looking at them like, it was so funny. I, I'm mega drunk. I think they're even more drunk. And they have no clue that I'm spying on them doing all this vile shit. Um, and the funny part is at one point, one of my friends is sitting on the floor. And the girl's twerking in his face. <laughs> and she had a huge bum. And she's twerking in his face and he's into that. And he's like touching himself at the same time. But he can't get hard. God. He can't get hard because he just drank too <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah. And the other guy, he's like right next to him watching. He's also <laughs> checking off and he also can't get hard. Everyone's just hammered. <laughs> yeah. And I had the same reaction as you. I'm there on this wall. So it's <laughs> oh. a wall around this playground, kind of behind a tree. Uh, but I see that scenario and I, and I start laughing because yeah. it's just hilarious. And as soon as I laugh a little bit too loud, all three of them, their faces turn and they're like, who the fuck's there, you know? I'm like, ah, fuck, guys, sorry, it's me. And, and, I, and I climbed down, yeah. And, um, and one of my guys is like, dude, we're too drunk. Our things don't work. You need to, you know, you jump in. You, you do the thing. I'm like, no, I'm saving myself. And the girl tries to grab my dick. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm saving myself for someone. And I run off again. <laughs> yeah. And I run and I leave. Uh, oh, my God, it's crazy. But that's... I would say it's pretty normal stuff. A Gensefeest? During Gensefeest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's de it's definitely wild. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm thinking, like, do I need to go get back in there, you know, back to the Gensefeest? Yeah. yeah. But you can also live it in a different way. Yeah. I, I was there this year, and every year I go there, it becomes a little bit less crazy because... Yeah. Now I'm 34 and the yeah. crazier years in 20. You know what we did 
I don't know how many years ago, but so I have an apartment. You've been there during interface is a city center. I don't have it anymore. Used to have it. And I would invite as many of our best friends as we could fit in the house. And we would put mattresses everywhere. And I think we were seven or eight guys sleeping in my apartment. And we wouldn't do the whole 10 days, but mm -hmm. I would say maybe a week. And not every day we would go out there at night and go hard. But it was so fun because I have some friends and one's a really good singer. Another one's a pretty good singer. Two of them are good at producing music. And then another friend of mine who has his own place, he was one of the most popular DJs in the city. Mm -hmm. And um, me and all my friends were like, okay, let's, at night we go out, we get fucking shit face and do dumb shit, like on the playground. And then when we wake up with a hangover, we try to make our own rap song in yes. one week. I think I heard this rap song, actually. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I think you should hear it. Yeah, he showed it to me. You know what? I should f I should find it and put a sh at the end of the podcast. Yes. I'm gonna put a short sample of it. It's gonna But be a discovery. Man, who knows? If I have to quit the podcast <laughs> because I get signed by, I don't know. If duty calls, you know, you gotta pick up that phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although my phone is, it never makes any noise and it also doesn't vibrate, so I miss most phone calls. But anyway, so then we made this song and I had a deal with the DJ guy. Like, if we can make the song nice enough. He was going to play like the biggest hip hop party of the city mm. uh, on the main square, you know, the, like the main party for that night. He was going to play our song and then me and all my buddies we would go there we would party to our own song. Yeah. Man, and you know why? You know why we couldn't? It never happened, even though the song is like 80% finished. Yeah. Every day we were working on it the whole fucking time. Like, there was always someone with a huge headache in bed or someone throwing up or someone couldn't <laughs> keep working on it. But the reason we eventually couldn't finish it is because I was the only guy who we couldn't get, we couldn't get my fucking verse to sound well. <laughs> Why? Yeah, uh, one of my friends is like, he could do this pretty good uh, Danny Brown, the rapper mm. imitation. And the other one is just a great singer. So he could mm. do all the choruses with some autotune and shit. Everyone kind of found his thing, but we couldn't really find my my sound, and it just never really worked out. That's why you're the no. text god, man. Yeah, you, I just have to type shit yeah, on the you phone. Type you're not supposed to <laughs> listen to me. You're, you're supposed to read what I type, <laughs> yes. and, and then you hear it. In make your, your own, own sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make your own sounds, and it has to sound better than when I sing. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that goes. But how much have you been revealing about yourself in this podcast? I haven't heard any episode yet, of course. But All I would say very very little. Mm. First we had Sven here. He's he told about the porn empire. He told about his legendary grandpa. Yeah. He and actually I messed it up. Um, I I did two uh, versions with Sven and I I sent the wrong one to the editor and I was like ah oh, fuck it then we'll go with that one. But the one I have to get him. I will get him back ASAP. Mm. But he's in Bali now when yeah. we're here in Amsterdam because. So Sven had the porn empire story and then his legendary grandpa, but then he told a story where his dad went after one of his friends <laughs> with benefits and actually started dating them. <laughs> and, and I, I fucking, I got the wrong podcast. But his so entire family should have their own show. It's, it's amazing. That's what I said in the podcast as well. I've yeah. said it to him many times in real life. You're right. They need a reality show like the Kardashians, but it's fucking crazy. They are absolutely amazing family. Yeah. Anyway, oh. then there was Alex. 
my good-looking tall guy friend um, who did the finals of X Factor. He talked about that. He talked about a foursome with two girls and a gay guy, and, uh, and everyone ended up licking his asshole. <laughs> then we talked with uh, Dan about how he impregnated a girl, and she. We only well, we. I was with him the whole time. Like they only. I said we because I was I was in the journey with him. Only got the girl to uh, get rid of the kids after five months, like at last. Jesus. Yeah. That was a whole shit show. It sounds kind of horrible if you would just hear it like this, but check out the podcast. Um, a whole bunch of other stories, but I'm I'm letting the friends talk, you know? Mm. Um, I'll be on the podcast every episode till the day it stops, mm. which might be really soon again if I'm getting signed by some rap uh, label. High probability, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But um, my secrets are coming out in, in due time. The big review. Yeah. Well, Sven tried a couple times <laughs> uh, and, and he said a couple things and I'm just here like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm not ready to, to reveal that part yet. Yeah. What, what are you thinking of? I, like, mm. I guess most people can't see, but I am drinking some bubbles. Very, yes. very chic. So maybe this is the right time to reveal a little something. Like a little um, tip of the iceberg. Like a little peek behind the scenes. I don't know, man. I think you're you're like one of the few lives this lifestyle for a long time, you know, and keeps on living it. And that's what it's actually. Excuse one of me, I'm in recovery. <laughs> are you? Are your friends are on the podcast in recovery? No, I'm actually the number one in recovery. Uh, all right, all right. Well, you're, just, you're it's a hard addiction you have. That's true. Maybe I'm inviting the wrong people because you have this open relationship, but very strong. Dan, who was on the podcast, he's just fucking exclusive. Yeah. I would say Sven is needs more recovery than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Sven is not in recovery now. He's he's But th that's interesting. He was also saying like <laughs> I'm not sure if I will ever be fully recovered because look <laughs> at my dad. The guy is yes. so old and he's still <laughs> having the time of his life. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? Like I mean there's different paths you can live. And I think that whole thing is actually great. If you really enjoy it, and I see you enjoy it, I see Sven really enjoy it, and like I said, if you, if if it's honest in a, in a way, you can live that path for a very fucking long time, and have lots of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm interesting. Which what what's gonna pop out? I'm thinking about a story of you that actually like yeah. I wonder if they already told that, but you know, I'm just I, gonna I didn't tell time. anything. Well, are you thinking of a specific story? Not really. Not really. We're going to, when Dan's here, we're going to put peer pressure on you and then it's gonna all going to come out. Mm -mm -mm. Because you know what I'm thinking? Soon I'll be in Cape Town and I probably won't record podcasts there because, well, we have a bunch of cameras here and all the equipment. Yeah. But I'm not taking all that fucking shit to Cape Town. I'll be there for three months. So I'm recording a ton of podcasts, inviting all the mm. friends. So for me, it feels like, hey, it's not time to reveal my secrets yet, all my cool stories, because I just started recording them. Mm -hmm. But by the time people listen to this, it's already like week seven. Yeah. But but that's an interesting thing, right? I mean, because you keep living on this life, so more stories are getting added pretty much every week, I would say. The problem is I have a lot of great stories. And when I talk to friends or my mentees in the program, there's always every X amount of time. There's like, dude, write a fucking book. Like, put it all in a book. The problem is, I think you may have already noticed, I have the worst memory in the world. Mm. I cannot remember my stories from two weeks ago. Mm. 
let alone the most epic ones of over time from a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have some friends on the podcast Astronom, yeah. from back in the day and they have great memories. And um, sometimes they tell me stories of stuff, adventures we were on together or just me alone that they still remember. And I forgot them and they're like, dude, this and this and this and this. I'm like, fuck you, you, should, you guys should come on the podcast. But some of them, they have great careers now, you know. <laughs> They have the girlfriend, they're living the normal life, and they're like, uh, I don't think my employer would... Yeah. Uh, let me rephrase. I don't think it would benefit my rat race if yes. I would start sharing all this. That shit, that shit is so fucked up, because I get it. I mean, we created this world where everybody's perfect from the outside, and everybody's like, no, I'm just a normal guy. I have no really weird stories, but... <laughs> Man, if you're into the corporate world, especially here in, in Holland as well, and like we have this thing called Vrijdagmiddagborrel, where everybody just on Friday gets off like around four and starts getting hammered with their colleagues, and shit happens all the time, and then everybody's wild side comes out. Yeah, and everybody has like this this whole thing, and I think it's actually great that people share these stories on here, and because that's a, a real side of humanity. Yeah, and if people j trying to act like it's not there. Then it's gonna get all weird and and, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better. Like, for real, I'm wondering how you see this. Sorry, I take it here. By the way, it's not a genuine story, but I wonder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can have a deeper conversation for one minute. For one minute, okay. Put the timer on. And like, it's better that these stories are getting out there. So you know, because when I was young, the only side that I heard was like the the pickup stories of guys like. Um, basically manipulating the head out mm. of women, do all kinds of crazy stuff and get applause for it. And now it's actually, hey, what we are teaching and what you are teaching especially as well, is like, yo, dudes, um, you can live this lifestyle, but you need to be honest with it. It's not like a trick to get her yeah. into bed. You have to be fucking um, authentic with it and honest with it. She yep. needs to know what she's up to. And if it's a win-win in that way, because women have wild fantasies as well, yeah. then it's all cool. Yeah. And that's the. I think that's actually great that people share those kind of stories because then it's more out in the open and and, and yeah, you can choose to live that lifestyle if you want without being dishonest about it and think that you have to act like you want to have a fucking girlfriend or all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a big plus for the world actually in that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I actually before this podcast, I went to the gym, took a shower, and I was thinking about it in the shower. I was like. Wow, it's really brave that Matthias coming on the podcast because you're the face of a big dating company for women. Yeah. And they see you as this, you know, I, I would say this sweet guy helping all of them out. And you are. You're yeah. like, I don't think I know any other coach who tries to help them out as well as, as you do. Like all the late hours you push and like every every question you get, you spend a million hours. <laughs> and, and then at the same time, you're like, okay, I'm going to go on Louis' podcast and potentially, especially if we've, collab with Dan and we do the sheet story like you're sharing all this your fucked up stories yeah but but I think it's good it's but like people do dumb shit in their lives and this 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 whole culture that we have right now of canceling people and acting like you should be perfect all the time and like you'll need to learn from those dumb experiences get the feedback you need to require to live a proper life and then you can go on in life and I mean that's in every fucking facet of it and if you don't come out with those stories then you're acting like the angel you're not and then other people are, you know, thinking like, oh, okay, it's this kind of public figure. And then if they find out, then you fall from in, into disgrace. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be open about that kind of stuff as, as well, more and more and more actually in my coaching with, with the women actually, because that's yeah. an honest story. And they, they understand men better if they understand those kind of 
nice. quite a bit as well. Well, have them all listen to my podcast and they'll <laughs> get to know a whole different side of men. Yeah. But, but it's interesting because, um, and you just said, yeah, you people make mistakes and you learn from them, blah, blah, blah. I would say that even most of these stories that we're saying, they're not mistakes. Oh, it's just... 100%, it's yeah. That, this is what I was thinking in the gym shower. Very true, yeah. I was going to say, not everyone does them. The, the, the stories that my podcast guests and I have, it's like not everyone does them, but a lot of people have these stories and the people who don't, they wish they had them, right? Very true, very true statement. And uh, I don't mean the stories ex exactly in this podcast because th I think that's just a wild more the side of the wild side that people have inside them and want to express and live. But I mean, like we all have been there and then you're like a 20-year-old boy not thinking about shit except your balls that you want to empty. And you do sometimes, you know, even without, not on purpose, but you, you still do some shit and you're like, ah, shit, I should have known better. But you couldn't because you were fucking mm. 20. Nobody told you that shit, especially in the, I think in the world where we grew up of pickup, uh, where it was a bit different. But Man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the timer, yeah. I heard beep, 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 beep. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stop this serious conversation so, uh, immediately. Boops, booze. Yeah, uh, tell the story. <laughs> tell the story where you shit where you you shit your pants, but you still kept going on the date because you're like, fuck, she's only gonna smell it in three minutes, but by then I'll have her Chill on ice, that we feel alright. Oh, see the money in 